Hello, everyone. Welcome to Developing Palettes. I am Aaron Lewis coming to you from the Drew Estate Studio. With me today is June Lou, Seth Geisen from the Velger Scar Studios, John McTavish. How you guys doing? We are just glorified. We're, we're together like a family, you know, the Developing Palettes family. That's right. Uh-huh. It's a family. Uh, so today we are talking about the La Galera 85th Anniversary Jose Manuel Blanco edition. Cigar is a Toro 6x52. Comes out of the Tobacco Letter Palma factory in the Dominican Republic. Wrapper is Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, binder is Dominican Crojo. Filler is Dominican Piloto Cubano and Creo 98. Uh, mm. Blended by Jose Manuel Blanco. Uh, price point is $14.50. The cigar was released in January of 2022. And we picked these cigars up from Blue Smoke of Dallas. So if you are in the Dallas area, be sure to stop in for a fine cigar. Um, smoke or uh if you can convince them they may ship you cigars if you uh, want to give them a call and see what they have in stock so there you go all right june take us to your overall experience with the cigar um this is this is a this was a journey yeah this was a journey um the cigar uh tasted good in the beginning like first third was good and it was average and then it turned really bad um so, you know, first third, uh, it was nice. It had a nice pop of red pepper spice. It was, there's a lot of sweetness coming off of like some toasted mixed nuts. Um, but, you know, that that amazing note that I get in a lot of these Dominican cigars is that construction paper note. And I started getting that again. Um, so within the second third, I started getting more of that. Um, and and it, there's also this like, like plasticky, note that came in as well uh which is super off-putting um and that became really tannic and bitter and harsh uh and it just got that much more harsh by the final third um it was really weird it was i don't know i probably got an off profile or i don't know maybe my palette was off that day or something but i'm curious what what you guys thought all right seth what were your thoughts Listen, um, I just want to know what color construction paper he picked up. Um, um, mainly, if it's not dyed, um, I taste brown. Oh, it's the brown ones. Marron. It's the brown construction paper. Um, listen, I was getting like damper, um, cocoa, sweet spice, coffee and cedar notes. There was bits of black pepper present. Um, medium, medium, full strength and body. It wasn't over the top. Um Second thirds was showing some similar similar qualities. I was sort of getting some like some pencil lead mineral qualities. Um, once again, still medium strength of body, and then the final third was just kind of right in line with a little bit of a decline um, from the first third, and in line with the second third, just medium strength of body, a little bit of spices, cocoa, coffee, um, wood. It's just kind of these. I don't know, it made me think of like old school broadleaf flavors. There just wasn't much to the cigar and it was just a little dark, but yeah. John? I mean, maybe that's the way to put it. It's a broadleaf blended for a different generation. Um, It started out promising for me. I got sweet wood, floral notes, uh, powdered cocoa, mild earth and leather. And then as I kind of hit the halfway point, I got some mild chalkiness, which I'm not really a fan of. Uh, but the chocolate was kind of overpowering the chalkiness, so I, I was kind of living with it. And then 
Um, you know, the baking spices, as Seth kind of alluded to, they're kind of medium, medium plus. Um, and then leather kind of worked this way up to medium strength. So the first third was good. And then the second third, um, it kind of jumped all over the place for flavors. So I was really struggling trying to, um, trying to keep track because it started out with sweet leather. Then it became sort of baking spices and earth. Uh, then it was sort of back to uh, medium leather. Then it was kind of back to sweetness and sweet earth and back to leather. Um, then I got some cashews. And so, you know, I was, it was kind of all over the place in flavor profile and it, I never really felt it kind of settled in and kind of found its, found its way. Um, and then the leather kind of came back, uh, in the bottom half, medium full and, and a uh, little bit of baking spice, medium baking spices with it. So uh, a little unbalanced for me last third, mostly chewy leather with mineral earth, um, uh, earth and mineral combination on the post draw, creamy sweetness on the retrohale with uh, medium full baking spices. Um, but then that post draw earth just kind of became dominant on the profile. So, um, you know, again, I, I would kind of describe it as not quite balanced, not unpleasant, but not quite balanced. Uh, draw and burn, uh, burn was okay, uh, but went out at the halfway marks so required a relight. And then the draw uh, started out really, really tight, like really resistant, and then opened up to three and a half, four notches, and then opened up to two and a half to three notches. So I uh, kind of gave it a good score on there. So overall, pretty average for me. That's where I landed with that long description. Aaron, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, for me, the cigar started with oak, earth, minerality, and black pepper. Uh, some creaminess joined in fairly quickly, and the wood later became more defined as oak. Um, the second third saw the creaminess depart, and the profile became a bit dry. And then the final third saw some wood bitterness join in the oak gain uh, a toast note, which kind of built up as it went along. Um, I thought the cigar had a nice start, um, but it kind of dropped to average as the creaminess departed, and the profile started to become a bit dry. And it kind of just maintained that average profile um, the rest of the way. Um, I don't think I'd see myself coming back to this cigar, um, kind of based just on the flavor profile along with the price point, but, uh, between the two cigars, this one and the Connecticut shade version, I'd probably lean slightly towards this, uh, Connecticut broadleaf version, uh, just a bit more. Um, but it's not like a, a clear winner or anything like that. Uh, nor am I probably going to smoke other one, either one of them again anyway, but, um, all right. Getting the scores, uh, sort of the top Seth and I both gave it a 5.85, uh, June gave it a 5.75 and John gave it a 5.6. So Seth, how'd that 5.85 matchup for you? Yeah. I mean, listen, I actually looked up my other score of the other Lagler, which is 5.75. And I actually said, I'd prefer that one to this one, which I stand <laughs> by. Um, just because it's better doesn't mean it's what I want. It could have just so, been a construction point, right? So <laughs> we'll go with that defense. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think these are expensive. Um, well, I'll wait till we get through it all of them. But I mean, it's five point eight five. It 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 lines up. I don't know if it's a broadleaf. I wouldn't come back to it. There's probably a lot of people I know who smoke broadleaf who wouldn't who wouldn't care for it just because it doesn't deliver the broadleaf qualities that they smoke nowadays. Um, but I would, you know, if if I had to buy some or if I was looking to buy some, I I would feel comfortable sharing them with a lot of people. If that makes sense, just because of sure. how it is. Uh, my 5.85 matches up as well. Uh, above average flavor profile, um, pretty good construction. I mean, it's a little bit waviness, slightly snug draw compared to what I prefer, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just doesn't, doesn't have enough, uh, excitement to it to make me want to come back to it with, especially with the higher price point. So, um, all right, June 5.75. Um, it was just, it, yeah, I, I, uh, if it was more like that first third, I would have liked it a lot more. Um, 
So, Seth, when you're saying it's not the type of broadleaf that people smoke these days. Yeah. So, in my comments, I actually wrote about how I didn't think this was a quality broadleaf. Um, first of all, it was, it, it was you know, it was like a Colorado Maduro, like a lighter shade. But I also thought that the flavor profile was, like, super different. Wait, first of all, is this Connecticut broadleaf? It's listed this- as Connecticut broadleaf. Okay. Yeah, it's your broadleaf. I'm not yeah, going to question it, it, them. I'm not going to say it isn't. They told me it is. I think uh, you call them you call them liars. No, I'm just saying you're call them fucking liars. That's what you're like. You're like it no didn't taste like Connecticut broadly. That you like, know. I mean, you know better than they do, don't you? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything more than Jose or Hochi or. I bet it's I bet it's broadleaf, but I. It's a softer broadleaf, then. But Pete's had soft broadleafs too, you know. Yeah, but his even his softer broadleafs tend to have a lot a more complexity than this. Yeah, have more yeah. depth and like body and all that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, I, I just didn't really dig the blend, especially when I think about it in, in the sense of a, a broadleaf, a Connecticut broadleaf. So, anyways. Wait, John's got the lowest score, which is completely yeah. odd, by the way. Yeah, five point six. The part of Aaron Loomis will be will be played by John McTavish. So, I mean, he had a couple issues going on. First of all, uh, the profile wasn't that good. I mean, um, you know, it was an average cigar, which at this price point and using that tobacco is a tough sell. And uh, there were some minor construction issues with the draw and the burn. So, um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the profile. I think you know maybe the intent was to to blend a softer broadly for the sort of Dominican style, but like use a different wrapper then, because that's not like, to me, that's not what broadleaf is. And, um, you know, if it was like, I think June said, if it was more like the first third, I would have been totally supportive, but, um, the second third and the last third were just kind of a letdown, um, for what was delivered in the first third. So, yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on this one from you guys? Uh, I like the other one more spoilers. Okay. I would pick up the. I, I would pick up. I don't care how I score this. I'd pick up the kinetic shade. I just, I just thought it was, um, it was more balanced. I mean, we'll get to it when we do the review, but um, I just thought it was more balanced. And that's, I think, the the number one thing. This, this, the Broadleaf version was missing is just the balance was off. So it's two, three against one. Junior, still, you're the shade guy over this Broadleaf, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it would work out this way. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a, a huge swing for me. I think it was barely, you know, you know. Yeah, it wasn't. You, you weren't like giving it so. no six, seven, five. That's for sure. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. All right. Uh, wherever you're catching this video, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, check out the full written review on the website. Uh, follow us on social media channels, and you catch all of our review recaps on podcasts, so iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Like a Lara. <laughs>